Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindy. Po- I'm gonna call it the Mindy Project. Hey guys, welcome back to Mindy the podcast. We're so excited that you have joined us again. We are talking this week about the second episode. Yes, hiring and firing. One of my favorite episodes. And in this episode, we get introduced to the character Morgan Tukers. Such a classic character. I'm excited to learn more about him. Um, just a reminder, in case you forgot from our first episode, my name's Ken's. Yes, and my name is Lee. And uh, we are so pumped because we are going to be talking about the second episode. Really funny. Kind of get to learn a lot more about each character and a little bit more about their personalities, which I think is really fun. Yes, no, very true. I'm super pumped for this episode. Do you just want to hop in? All right, let's do it. So for the summary for this uh, episode, while Mindy and Danny argue over who to hire for their new nurse, Jeremy struggles to fire uh, Beverly, the terrible nurse. A.K.A. Beth Grant, who's great. Oh, yes. So good. Also, I also want to point this out. So this is actually the first time we hear the theme song of the Mindy Project because you don't hear it in the pilot. So we actually get to hear it and we see the title sequence, which I think is really fun. Um and so thank you to that for Jesse Novak for putting that together. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was the first episode we actually heard that uh, intro in there. So the writers we have on this episode is, of course, Mindy Kaling. And mm-hmm. we all know of all her work she has written on. And then we have Ike, uh, excuse me, Ike Baron Holtz. Thank you for the assist there. Okay. And basically, Ike Baron Holtz is also uh, Morgan Tooker's on the episode. But he has a million acting acting credits. Uh, he was in Weeds, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Also, was in a couple episodes of The Twilight Zone, and uh, he also has uh, written on a, a couple different movies. Um, the Oath with uh, Tiffany Haddish, a really great movie. You guys should definitely check that out. And the director on this episode, we have Michael Spiller. Michael Spiller has basically directed anything and everything. Uh, he has directed a couple episodes of Scrubs, The Office, New Girl. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Superstore, Modern Family, and Blackish. Like, come on, guys! Like, he's a comedy, you know, director legend. Really, I mean, he's done everything, and I think that's really important. Is I don't think we always think about the directors of our shows, mm-hmm. but a lot of them do have really strong careers in a spe- like specific field, right? Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot of comedy. Um, he's just like Ken um, Whittingham, who's also done a lot of comedic. Correct. Um, performances but i just think it's very interesting because you don't always think about directors but he appears a lot throughout the mini project and a lot of your favorite shows mm. so i love this episode because it has some of my favorite scenes so i think we uh if i'm right we open up on mindy and uh danny uh standing next to each other on the train yeah and danny looks obviously annoyed by mindy like because this looks like uh danny's kind of like peaceful time like his kind of meditation time it's like his ride to the work you know yeah we all have our different kind of rituals every morning of what we do when we're getting ready for work and so i mean i'm someone who always likes to listen to music on my way to work Mm -hmm. and you just have mindy there just blabbing about everyone's love life and making up uh stories for everyone she sees on the train so i actually love this this is actually a great writing exercise for people so Mm -hmm. if you are actually a comedy enthusiast or um just a writer in general one of the things they recommend you do is going out and people watching and kind of creating stories for the people you see so for me i loved this for a few different reasons one obviously it's always fun to kind of make up these different stories and she's talking about the different phases of people being in love which i love Mm -hmm. 
But the other thing is, I think it kind of breaks down that fourth wall because at first you think it's just a narration like any other show. But then you find out it's actually her talking to Danny. And so I just love that because it kind of really breaks down that wall a little bit. Yeah. Is this is this the second episode that starts out dark? I believe. What do you mean? Like the I know the first episode, like you kind of have like Mindy's monologue and it's just a blank screen. I believe this one starts out the same way. Am I wrong? Um, I believe I, it starts off dark and you kind of hear her kind of speaking. Then you see that it's her on the train. I think a lot of times like they do kind of like the exterior shots and things like that mm-hmm. for this. Like in the first one, it was kind of showing her growing up mm-hmm. and through the years. And so they show her watching different romantic comedies. I think this one is also like you, you don't see her yet. So I think mm-hmm. that's what you're kind of meaning is you don't see her yet, but you hear her. Yeah. And so you do see that where she's you just see the pictures of all these different couples. Yeah, let's go with that. But I think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do corrections at the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, I really enjoy that a lot. Yeah. No, and I think uh, just right after the train scene, we're taking into uh, seeing Mindy in a bookstore, uh, going through some books. It seems like she, one book has really caught her eye, but then she sees the price tag of $28, and that's just a no-no for her. And it's a fun fact because we actually love bookstores. Like we go to Barnes and Noble on the reg. Yes. And um, I got to say, I was a little sad when she mentioned this, but she's not wrong either. Like books are very expensive. I think oh, that's so why expensive. like people now go on Amazon or they get the Kindle books and things like that. But I don't know. There's nothing like a real physical book. I love reading actually like and turning the pages. and. Yeah. No, definitely. And then, so we see Mindy uh, see a deal for three books and you get a free tote bag. Sounds like a great deal to me. Yeah. So Mindy only has one book at this time, but she sees a a man uh, holding two books and she decides, oh, let me try to make a deal with this guy so I can uh, score me a free tote bag. Obvious. I think this is a a great example of uh, meet cute. Is that what you guys were saying? I was actually going to say this is a meet cute. (laughs) It's a great um, opportunity where, you know, she finds this guy and I think it's kind of bold that she goes up to him first which is nice Mm -hmm. I do like that and um yeah no she she says like well if we combine our purchases we can get a free tote and she's like thinking for herself and he's like wait what do you mean just for you like I might want the tote and I think that was really cute and then you see you know we talk about Shakespeare for a hot second which I thought was a funny theory yeah yeah (laughs) yeah nice little uh little soapbox right there I enjoyed it uh, but yeah, this guy that Mindy's talking to is, um, we learn is Matt and Matt is played by, um, Seth Myers. Seth Myers, such a cool way to bring him in. Oh no, a hundred percent. Like SNL, his late night show. I mean, who doesn't like Seth Myers? And also, uh, we spoke about this, uh, one of my favorite movies I should say is late night and Seth Myers actually plays himself towards the end of that movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool, and we get to kind of learn more about Late Night in general. It's a great movie to check out, and I'm sure one of these days we'll do an episode specifically talking about Late Night, the movie, because it's mm, really fantastic. So good. So then we're taken into, we see there, we see like, I guess I can call this like their first date or first kind of hang. I'm not sure. She's kind of like explaining it to the rest of the office. And for me, I 100% agree with Danny. Oh, of course you like, do. I, like, I, like, I thought, like, oh, like, uh, it's cute. He's trying to get what she likes. But three times, like, and, uh, and like, we all know, Froyo is expensive. So he did spend roughly about $50. I just, yeah, I love, he's like, do you just hate yogurt? And she's like, well, maybe I do. Like, yeah, <laughs> and that went straight for me. I was like, yeah, I was like, why would she be into yogurt? Because you know she's really not into, to, like, health fit of foods. 
Yeah, I thought that was funny. But I also, I just want to point out, too, that um, his job as an architect. And I want to think this is paying um, homage to her dad because her dad is an architect, like Mindy Kaling's Uh, actual dad. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cute. But it is also true what Danny was saying, like, it doesn't sound like a real job. Like yeah. I know everyone talks about it and we know they exist, yeah. but I don't think I've ever met an actual architect in my, in my life. Yeah, no, me either. It's a cool job though. I, I mean, my, my nephew wants to be one. So Girl buildings. <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And then I, to me, I see this as Danny being a little jealous. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, I, you know, I'm just saying, I think that he, as much as he's trying to act cool or whatever, I think this is kind of the first time we see that maybe something might happen between Danny and Mindy. No, no, no. It's totally true, especially with going back to that opening scene. They always have these kind of like love-hate kind of like uh, arguments where it's like cute, but also like it is like it is like you see their hatred coming from a dark place with both of them. Well, um, is- she hosts a meeting. She hosts a meeting. Because is she... This, is this before or after she runs into Beverly? Well, I was just going to say, so this is where <laughs> we meet Beverly again, a.k.a. Beth Grant. Yes. And um, she's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And this is where she uses her little line that actually Beth Grant loves the most mm-hmm. from an interview she did with the Paley Center. In which she said, no, mom, I've not been smoking pot in here. <laughs> and um, like I said, this is like a standout moment because it's just so funny and she's... You know, obviously she's older than Mindy, mm-hmm. but then she calls her mom and she's like, you know, kind of yeah. acting a little strange and something's going on here. And no, I always love when these kind of shenanigans happens in the office, just because at least maybe it's just me. But like this office does not look huge. And like you have people hooking up, Beverly smoking pot. It's like this office is not that big. So I find it like hilarious when I having all these like weird shenanigans going in this very small office yeah and i love it and i just i love how she kind of has this encounter and so then she sets up this meeting with the other partners and Mm -hmm. um she she has like this chocolate fountain which oh and i should say the other partners being danny jeremy and uh dr Dr. schwartz dr shulman yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys too many episodes going in my head um but yeah i agree i think that uh they're just funny like all together Mm -hmm. and i love that she has this chocolate fountain situation going on yeah and um so this is like her first like official hosting meeting Mm -hmm. and i love the blood samples like examples she (laughs) shows because she's like we need to talk about beverly um so she i found these blood samples in the cushions of the couch and the one is called um short comma asian (laughs) and this one just simply says fat lady and like <laughs> you're yeah. like what how like this is not an okay way to practice um, <laughs> yeah not putting blood all. samples out there no but i do love that that's the way um beverly is going about kind of like distinguishing these patients like oh yeah that, like you're the blood sample from maria's like oh the fat one <laughs> it's like and you're like oh my god like totally not pc totally yeah. not the way you should be handling blood samples well speaking of pc well we know beverly is old school Oh, she is old school. And I think that's also brought up in this little meeting where Danny's like, well, she's just old school. And I think it's one of those things where you might not know the actual definition of old school, right? Like everyone Mm -hmm. can think of what they describe as someone being an old school person. But you automatically know exactly what they're talking about when someone says they're old school, right? You can picture them in your mind. Yeah, rough around the edges, doesn't care what everyone else says. That whole Probably thing. slightly racist in the least. Yes, yes. Not but, politically correct. Yeah, but I think when you say old school, it means like, yeah, that's kind of messed up, sexist or racist, but, you know, they mean well. <laughs> 
you know, that's just part of their generation. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, yeah, I just think, and that's actually kind of what Mindy says to Danny is that, you know, that's what they kind of say. Yeah, no. And towards the end of this meeting, we basically figure out that we need to fire Beverly. And who was set up for that position to fire Beverly? None other than Jeremy. Yeah, which I thought was a very, like, interesting choice. I wasn't sure if uh, Dr. Shulman was kind of, like, had a little thing with Jeremy at the time and was trying to, like, I don't know. Well, because, okay, Dr. Jeremy's confidence is a little bit much. Yes. Um, He's like, well, if I fire her, that's just devastating. I'm like, all right, uh-huh. yeah, you should fire her now because now you're being annoying. Like, Well, he has a good point because, like, you have to get fired, but then you got to get fired with that face. It's like. Ugh, no. Ugh. I was I was like, all right, yeah, you deserve this. <laughs> um, but I also think it's great because in this meeting, Mindy takes charge and wants to hire the new nurse, right? She's mm-hmm. going to be the one who goes and finds this new person to join the office. Yeah, so now I believe we like start to move into interviews, correct? Well, just before that, Mindy mm-hmm. runs into a brunch with Miss Anna Camp, a.k.a. her best friend, Gwen. Yes. And I love the couple things in the scene, too, because they're talking about how she's supposed to go on this date with this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. But she's also doing this like really cool thing where she's kind of excelling in her career and hiring a new nurse. But it talks about like, you know, how you should definitely be safe when you're like going on a date. Like, oh, Oh, send you your location. Like, Don't go somewhere like shady. Like, I just like that, too. I was like, yes, you know, women need to think about these things. And um but yeah, so I, I liked that part too. And also I loved her outfit in this. I know oh, yeah. Gwen teases her and says she looks like a librarian, but I think it's great. And actually uh, a librarian and a porno. <laughs> true, true. But I'm just saying is that um, this is actually a um, black blazer with a gray zip front um, bustier and silver hoop earrings. And it's, I just think it's a classic look. It's bold, but it's. It's not like her, once you kind of go through the seasons, you'll mm-hmm. see her outfits kind of really progress in these like beautiful, like custom made pieces. But mm-hmm. I think this is kind of cool to see her beginnings and it was kind of more simplistic. Yeah. So I, classic. You know, I never was into the fashion portion of like Mindy, Mindy Project in general sense. But after speaking with you at our, uh, during our last show, I've started to notice that how well her outfits are connected to the mood that she's in. So, like, like you said, she is feeling, like, powerful. She's feeling like she's really, like, killing at the job right now. And her outfit reflects that. Definitely. So like, now that I'm starting to notice that, like, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, I think that's definitely a cool moment that we see. And uh, one of my favorite outfits of the episode. So, after this brunch is exactly what you're talking about. Oh, so we finally get to the interviews. Okay. So, for the first round of interviews, it's just Mindy by herself. And I believe the first one she's interviewing, like, they both have a love for uh, rom-coms. Yes, they talk about, which is some of the movies I wanted to mention in this, um, they talk about Sleepless in Seattle, and mm. you've got Mail, again, classic staples um, for Mindy but, Lahiri. But this girl loves it just as much as Mindy because she quotes it in a job interview. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I feel like I would do that. There are certain movies that I love and like I know it, pop culture is so important to me so I could definitely see myself kind of mm-hmm. bringing that into an interview. But Danny doesn't like that. Oh no. He walks in and like Danny's biggest fear is getting another Mindy. And like when I saw this woman I was like oh my god. Because once there's one there's two. And once there's two there's four. Well and that's exactly the point Danny makes <laughs> to Dr. Shulman in which this actually kind of annoyed me a little bit. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie to you. I didn't Hang on like, one second, guys. I'm going to get the soapbox out for uh, Mackenzie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
right. I'm just saying is that I did not love how Dr. Shulman backs down, right? This was a moment for Mindy. He promised her that she could be in charge of hiring. Mm -hmm. And then Danny makes a little complaint. And now he's like, okay, well, if you don't think she can handle, you can assist her, help her out. Which Danny then takes into, oh, I can do whatever I want and I can make sure (laughs) she can't hire who she wants. Yeah. But also we learn a little bit of uh, a little bit of the office history there that uh, Danny was there before Jeremy and and Mindy. And it was just the two of them, like uh, Dr. Shulman and... uh, Danny, so that was kind of nice little like back information. True, true. Also, I do love this quote that comes after this. So okay. when so Danny comes in, and now not only does he get what he wants, he gets to help her with the interviews, but he rubs it in Mindy's face. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh well, you know, Doctor Shulman didn't think you could handle it, so <laughs> I'm going to be here to help assist you." And she's like, "No, he would never say that." I'm like, kind of his favorite. Yeah. Storms into his office. And he's like, what are you, tattling? Yes. And the best quote is when she goes, tattling is when a little girl does it. When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. Yes. Yes. I felt power from that. Like, I was snapping in my head like, yes. I loved this. Because it is, like, you know, there's (laughs) such a difference. And I think that also plays to the truth of, you know, the reality of the situation. It's not tattling. If Mm -hmm. there's a serious situation happening, it is whistleblowing. Yeah, no. Like, she has multiple quotes throughout this whole, like, series. But, like... Where it, like, shouldn't make sense, but in your head, you're like, well, yeah, it actually does make sense. And, like, with this quote, I'm like, well, that actually does make sense. Yeah. So, I, I love that quote. And and then they kind of said, like, well, you know, he, like, you just need to figure it out. Together, you guys can make sure you hire someone who's really great. Mm-hmm. And so, that's when we start to kind of see what's going on. And we also see Beverly, who I just think, like, as funny as she is, she's also kind of dark, like, to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, whoa, Okay. No, we definitely have uh, two storylines running here. We have our A story where we have Danny and Mindy trying to find a new employee for the office. And then our, our B story where we have uh, Jeremy trying his best to uh, fire uh, Beverly. And he's really, really struggling. Oh, yeah. Also, I thought this was a really interesting debate between both Danny and Mindy about hiring people. Because mm-hmm. Mindy says you should go off of your qualifications and looking at their resume. Yeah. And Danny is like, but I think you should go off of your gut. Like, you don't need to look at their resume. And I thought this was a very interesting debate because to me, I think you need both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, I think we need both. But also, I would say, just when it comes to medicine, I might lean a little bit more towards Mindy a bit. No, no, no. I 100% <laughs> agree. I think you 100% yeah. need qualifications. You need to <laughs> be qualified for the job you're applying for and have these skill sets and all the licenses and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is a little bit of a gut feeling like maybe someone's like a little bit of an underdog, but yeah, then they true. turn out to be the one that, you know, takes the cake and is really good at their job. Are you hinting to something later? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it does kind of work out because yes we will get there but my point is is that in a lot of ways i think that someone could also have all the quali- all qualifications but not necessarily match mm-hmm. your office dynamic which is i think exactly what danny in some way is trying to say like he didn't want the one girl because she was too like mindy mm-hmm. that's annoying and i feel bad for the girl she didn't get the job but I also think that there is kind of like an office environment you are trying to sustain or you're trying to build. Like maybe you want someone who's totally different because you're trying to bring a different element to the office. You know what I'm saying? Like No, no, no I totally agree with you. And I think like that's a great segue into the interviews because you get to see what kind of office Danny wants. And with the first person, she comes in and she's like, she's like, oh, how do you how do you feel about a workplace? She's like, I feel like work is work and your home life is your home life, which if you know Mindy is not the 
way she does things. And for Danny, he's like, yeah, that's where you should be. So like you can see like he wants this cold work environment when you only come in, do your patients and leave. Which in theory, I guess, could be helpful for some people. For me, I think you need a good office morale. You need people to get along. You need people to understand each other um, mm-hmm. and to have fun together. I mean, yes, you need to be very professional, but you need to also like encourage each other and support each other. And I think that's more of where kind of Mindy's heading a little bit. Yeah. And another uh, sign of the kind of work environment Danny wants is with their second um their second interview is uh, with this older woman, and Danny asks her her opinion about office birthdays. <laughs> I know this was nuts to me. I was like, when she's like, um, you, you shouldn't be excited. Everyone has a birthday. I was like, what? Like, everyone's yeah. allowed to have their opinion. <laughs> Listen, not everyone is excited about their birthdays, but like, if, if you, you like do, it. <laughs> but if you do want to see something crazy, Danny will love to meet someone who doesn't have a birthday. Exactly. Because that's rare. And I love how, like, they are somewhat talking about this woman, insulting her. Mindy's like, let her enjoy her birthday. She's like a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, they kind of forgot that they were still in the interview. Yeah, yeah, no. And then uh, Danny kind of throws a nice dig at Mindy and says, trust me, we'll find other reasons for you to eat cake. And I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like, listen, we all love cake. It's not my problem you don't eat cake. Very true. But I think it's the actual third interview we have where it's a very qualified candidate She's, like, done things across seas. I think, like, just, like, a really amazing nurse. She basically ends with, like, I know you're, I probably should have been a doctor. But uh, basically, like, Mindy and Danny really start to get into it over whether to hire and also the past interviews they had. And this is when um, she, like, jumps in and says, like, I wouldn't want to work here with the way you guys are acting. And, again, so it goes back to the work environment and what the culture you're trying to create. And by adding to this culture, you need to also have a culture in, in place and trying to – um, be a place where people want to work, right? Like it's not just about wanting to bring people into your office and create a new environment, but it's also about having a kind of groundwork there with the environment that's already in place for that working place. So I don't know. I just, to me, I thought that was really great because it, it points mm-hmm. out that they need to get their act together. And if they're going to argue, they shouldn't be arguing in front of the interviewer oh, or no, interviewee. No, no. I totally agree with you. Um, how about we switch wheels here for a second? Let's jump over to... Uh, the B story? Uh, yeah, the B story. <laughs> Jeremy and uh, Beverly. So uh, I, I, I love this little like two-second clip before they go out to lunch. So basically, Jeremy goes to find Beverly, asks her out to lunch so he can break the bad news to her that uh, they're going to be firing her. But uh, before they can leave, uh, Beverly asks Jeremy to zip her up, almost like she's in like a ball count. <laughs> so it's too much. That. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, and then we also, like, after that, like, we're still seeing he's struggling so Mm -hmm. hardcore to fire this woman. Like, he just can't do it. Um, But we also see this conversation again with Dr. Shulman and Mindy and Danny, and he's kind of like, maybe I need to hire new new doctors, because if you guys can't get it together and you can't make this work environment kind of a safe space for everybody, then maybe you guys are the problem and not the new nurse. Yeah, no, this definitely flips a switch for both of them. And then they go into this weird storyline about how they're actually best friends. I love this <laughs> because it just makes me laugh be- just because of the fact that, like, you see the competitive edge between the two of them, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's like, well, I saved her from a mugger. Yeah. And she's like, well, actually, there was a second mugger and I <laughs> yeah. saved him. And it's like, one, it's competitive. It's kind of the feminist era of, like, well, I can save you, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So... I, I was laughing at that. Yeah, no, 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 it was really good. And, like, I just loved it just because, like, I feel like one thing that lets me know when people aren't friends is when they call each other friends. Like, I don't know how many times I've called my actual friend, like, yeah, friend. 
It was very passive aggressive, I felt. True, true. But uh also wait, can we just talk about the fact that they had know. printed resumes in this? Yeah. And and or printed um applications. Cause I was like, wow, like this is showing the time. Because now if you tried to bring a printed application anywhere, they'd be like, um uh, yeah, it's no. online. It'll be crazy. Like, what are we just killing cheese for fun? That makes no sense. I thought that was really funny. And then who do we meet? Oh wah, 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 wah. That's what uh, Bo does from Superstore. I know. Gosh, I'm <laughs> another show we're going to talk about eventually. Yeah, 2023 <laughs> for that one. Um, Mr. Morgan Ransom Fairchild Tukers. Yes. Uh, one of my secondary, like, favorite characters. I just, I, just, I just love the way Morgan comes into this. Like, just, um, like, because obviously, you know, his name isn't really Ransom. But he does bring up a good point. He has, I don't even know if it's a good point, a funny point. He was like, if I was a black woman and my name was Destiny, would you question that? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was I like, ooh. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I would say that in an interview either. Like, yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it was, he definitely came across as kind of underqualified. Yeah. At least he was brutally honest. Yeah, I yeah mean, that's true. It was very, a lot of honesty. I uh, I thought that was good, but he uh, said he really didn't see himself at this place for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, as Danny says, it's something you're supposed to project, <laughs> not yeah. something you're supposed to say. <laughs> Very true. In terms of like, I can take it or leave it. Well, basically, this interview ends as well with like both Mindy and Danny just being like, "This guy definitely at least they could in this office. agree on something." Oh, that is true. Maybe that is the one thing they have agreed that Morgan is definitely not qualified for this job. But then they come up with the problem with, um, well, they have no other candidates mm-hmm. and they need to hire somebody. So what are they going to do now? Yeah. Uh, then we're swinging back over to uh, Jeremy and uh, Beverly. So Jeremy is still. He took Beverly out to lunch. He's still like going through the motions of trying to fire her. And basically, there's a misunderstanding at the end of this where Beverly thinks Jeremy took her out to try to wine and dine her. So basically, I'm assuming for some type of sexual relationship afterwards. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, oh, no, 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 no. And then um, when Mindy asks how it went, like, oh, she's still here. He he goes, well, I, I did. I emailed her. And he goes, she's like, he only checks or she only checks his email once a year. Right. Like she doesn't check it all the time. So like he fired her technically, but not actually. Yeah. And this is where I think it's a great opportunity um, for us to kind of really see Mindy as the strong fighter, because not Mm -hmm. only has she been fighting with Danny all day and trying to defend herself, but now she defends herself even more by saying, I'm done with this. We're going to fire her. She needs she needs that respect of somebody just calling it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I definitely respected this because it was just like, she's had enough. Obviously, the other guys who are in charge are not going to get it done, so she has to, like, get it done. So this results in... Um, <laughs> a broken nose. <laughs> Poor Mindy. Tries to step it up and gets punched in the face. What a left hook by such an old woman. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that, but... uh. Then she's, you know, obviously bleeding. And she's like, I broke my nose. I broke my nose. And Tanya's like, you're being dramatic. And yeah. he goes, oh, and everyone's like, oh, my God, no. It is broken. It is 100% broken. And the thing I want to know is how much time passed between Morgan's interview and Mindy getting her nose punched. Because he is still there. Well, he kind of mentions this before he leaves. He's like, well, I need to use the bathroom. But, like, <laughs> I need a new water bottle to replenish. Like, I was like, what? Like, how long are you planning to stay? So he's still there. And he's the only one who 
is kind of like level-headed enough to yeah. fix her nose kind of in a funny way like he's like do you trust me and she's like no <laughs> i really <laughs> don't and um he comes in and saves the day and then this is where mindy also makes another executive decision and says you are hired yeah because she he's the only one who could get it together and help her and danny's like no 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 and um dr shulman's like she earned it and i was like true she did earn it she's yeah. the one who stepped up the plate fired the girl mm-hmm. and has been working hard so the underdog wins in this case. Yeah, no. The guy with the <laughs> no more stealing cars tattoo. No more steal cars. He ends up uh, becoming our new nurse at Shulman and Associates. Yes, no, so exciting. I'm definitely can't wait to see these dynamics in the office. The only thing I am sad about this episode, because I loved everything about it, mm-hmm. but I'm sad we didn't get to see the date between Mindy's character and uh-huh. um, Seth's character. Yeah, that would have been really good. Because they, they, they had a good like back and forth going like there. And the funny thing is, like I didn't think about it before because this episode is really so complete. But then by mm-hmm. the end, I was like, oh, my God, we didn't actually see a date. Like We saw the pre-date or whatever with them getting frozen yogurt and pretzels. Yeah, it's true. I don't. Now that I'm thinking about it now, I feel like... Like the last scene we see with Danny and Mindy on the train is almost like that little date that that was supposed to be seen in this episode of their little back and forth and kind of like unwinding from the day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this this scene is a little dark. Yeah, it's <laughs> very dark. I love it. it. It just it just shows like how great the writing is because I had so many emotions of uncomfortable, hilarious. Also, I'm like, oh, my God, domestic violence is terrible. Mindy has his broken nose, and she's sitting next to Danny. And she pretends that they got into an altercation as a married couple. And that he and he has uh, medical issues as Mindy uh, motions a bottle towards her mouth, <laughs> assuming that he's an alcoholic. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting moment. Yeah, I know, but. It was, this is just a great episode for me. I, I love when it's light. It's funny. I had a lot of quotes that I loved. True. I did love that, too. The only thing I noticed, too, is we didn't really get that much music outside of the composed music that um, Jesse Novak does throughout it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, every show has kind of like a composer where they have these moments of like the theme song type music, I yeah. guess, throughout the show. And that's kind of what we hear a lot of. But we don't hear any songs outside of that, which I kind of like you don't always notice that. But I, I kind mm-hmm. of noticed that a little bit in this one. Yeah, I didn't notice as much. But I but now that I think about it, the first one did have like so many like good scenes. But also I feel like the first episode had so many good like mid action scenes of Mindy just like going from here to there. I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the bike moment is really <laughs> iconic. Bike. Yeah. then she's like running uh, to do to the uh, surgery do her surgery yeah i mean it's i just think like i said earlier we see a whole different side of all of the characters in this mm-hmm. episode and we're starting to kind of peel back these layers yeah and learn about kind of why each character is the way they are mm-hmm. and just these different sides of things which i'm really excited for the next episode because we really kind of delve into these these characters even more yeah what's the name of uh next week's episode in the club. In the club. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys have to come back next week. This is going to be a great episode. Yeah, I am pumped. And we get to meet more cool characters. Um, and I'm excited for you to kind of. And to set to everyone up for the excitement of next week, <laughs> I'm just going to say you roofie the roofie. Oh, God. No, you don't. There's no context <laughs> to that. Um, you have to kind of tune in to kind of really get some of the jokes and. Again, I just think we see, especially Danny's character, we're going to mm-hmm. see a whole different side to him. So yeah. if you kind of want to see that, I definitely recommend you tune in and 
kind of learn more about these quirk characters. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, see you guys next week. Do 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 do.